Previously on the No Mercy Podcast, Chest and Ralric are locked inside the cell with Marianne Wallace, who squeezes her way through the bars and starts to seem to turn into another type of creature. And this watery, demony creature came out kind of coiled like a snake. You could almost see facial features at the top of this snake-like creature. And then it lunged to attack. So let's go ahead and roll for initiative. Ralric and Chess scramble and eventually slay the beast before the guards come storming in with Unkin trying to find out what happened. Ralric tells Unkin his side of the story and Unkin helps Ralric dive deep into his memories to see how he affected Marion Wallace in the past. Unkin leaves and Ralric and Chess settle in for the night, going to sleep. They wake up in the morning and find out that the trial will happen in the afternoon, so pass the time with some rock, paper, scissors. They then head to court. Mid-afternoon, you'd guess, you see the female guard from the previous night, the one that looked battled and decorated. She goes up to the door, the spells seem to dissipate, she opens the door and she says, Alright, it's time, let's go. And you notice her and she's... Uh, a bit more decorated now. She has different medals on her clothing. Not wearing the tar- tarnished clothes anymore. It's a bit more pristine at this point in time. She looks to Ralric and says, You ready? I guess I don't have a choice. Alright. She kind of head nods to you to start following her. Okay. Here we go. Now, let's jump into this episode of the No Mercy Podcast. Lacking in the smarts, the cleric does the touchy feel like grubby healing arts. A broken hearted ranger with a dragon slaying bow and a sweet singing gnome who tackles every foe with no mercy. No mercy, no, no, no mercy. No, no mercy. So, as you enter the throne room, you realize how low the ceilings were from whence you came as this almost reminds you of a cathedral, except with earth-toned colors, and you can see, you know, browns and greens. A little bit of plant life. Carved into the tree are stories of elves throughout the years, from about 10 feet off the ground, scaling up to 50 feet in the air. The sides of the chambers have lines of elevated seating, filled with mostly elves, dressed up and silent, only their heads are moving, locked on you. Where you might expect to see pews in the center is empty space, and as you step, the sound reverberates throughout the room, allowing anyone, no matter the seat, to hear the proceedings. So to the right, as you look to the right of this empty space, is, and still in the empty space, it's not completely empty, it's a single seat, uh, likely for where Ralric would go. Uh, In the center is a single lectern, and to the left you see witnesses are currently seated. Straight ahead, up a set of shallow semicircle steps is the throne with a king seated in his armor, Tirvanus bow to his side. To his left is, uh, actually be to his right, his right, from your view, his left, 
is Anakin, somehow with a different haircut pattern than the day before. To the king's right, from your vantage point, is Bobby Sr., digging his nails into his chair. Uh, the back of the chamber looks to go to other rooms, and the walls directly to the king's left and right look to be open to the outside, with guards standing at the ready. Uh, in all, there are about a thousand people in this chamber, and an additional 1550 guards beyond the ten that walked you in. So the king had stood up and said that it was time to find out what happened to his people, and as he stood up, give a perception check chest. Okay. 18. So you would have been guided off to the side with the near where the witnesses were, were seating, mm-hmm. where Ralric was motioned towards the center of the room. And you notice that as he stood, almost everyone stood, but not everyone. Basically, almost all of the elves stood. Okay. But most of the other people did not. Okay. And Ralric, you would know that people who denote themselves as belonging to kind of this kingdom of Vivimar uh, would stand when the king stood, but others were not expected to. Okay, so if Chess noticed everyone, or a lot, most of the people around him standing when the king stood up, he would like kind of start to stand up and be like, um, and like whisper to the person next to him, I'm not supposed to stand up. You're not, you're not an elf. You're not from here. Oh, okay, sorry. And, and sit back down. So would you stay standing or would you uh, take a seat, Ralric? Um, I would stay standing as a sign of respect. It's like, how long do I have to stand, though? Um, <laughs> everybody else uh, starts sitting and the king, the king takes a couple of steps forward. And so you see it sit the rest of the people in the room here also sit and you can kind of feel the wind slightly coming in from the outside it's slightly ruffling your hair the king's hair but it's just like a light breeze but everything else seems to be completely silent and he speaks at a normal level but it reverberates throughout the room and he says we are brought here today to try Ralric Grimes for the slaughter of what is believed to be over 1,600 people in Elftown, with many still unaccounted for. Truth be told, we still are unable to actually count the individuals because of unknown forces. We have yet to have any member of scouting teams return. He kind of shifts his weight uncomfortably and then says, this event will have lasting consequences on our people with potential future attacks still possible. The dragon that was the intr- instrument used in these attacks, Talamites, is still at large. The accused puppeteer, Ralric Grimes. And you hear there's a quick chorus of boos before the king quickly cuts it off and says, Silence! And they immediately stop. We will have order in my courtroom, in, in the throne room today. Ralric Grimes stands before you today, not on the run, but coming to meet his fate after news of the bounty spread. Ralric, you have a moment for opening remarks before we call witnesses. So he's giving you an opportunity to speak, and you'll be kind of questioned a little bit later. Mm-hmm. Okay, but like this breeze, does it make my hair look good? <laughs> uh, give a performance check. 
if I ever rolled for performance. <laughs> One moment. <laughs> no. Nope. Uh, Twelve. Yeah, it looks pretty good. All right. You know, I just want to make sure I'm presentable for maybe my last day on Earth. So he motions to you to give you the opportunity to say any opening remarks, mm-hmm. knowing that you'll be questioned later. Yep. Okay. Uh, good king, I will... I'll be very brief in just saying that these are extremely serious charges being brought against me, and I don't take it lightly. But the disgusting nature of these crimes are so far removed from anything I would ever do. I will do everything I can to prove to you today that I was had nothing to do with this. And that is all for now. All right. Give a quick persuasion check. Six. <laughs> okay. So you take a seat, and the king motions to the witnesses, and the first person to stand up is Lilat Shandy. She was the first person you saved back in Bordenshire, and she moves up to the lectern, kind of walks past you, doesn't make any eye contact with you, but just very, you know, focused and being formal. Walks up to the lectern, kind of brushes herself off a little bit grips both sides of it and looks up at the king and kind of waits and he asks her to tell her story hello my name is Lilat Shandy of the town Ordenshire several weeks ago I was kidnapped by a group of individuals for unknown purposes they seemed to be cultists and were all clad in red robes while I do not understand their ritual I do believe they were going to sacrifice me, and I certainly would not be alive today if it were not for Ralaric and his compatriots. Ralaric and his friends saved me from my captors and ensured my safe return home. While Ralaric was a little reserved and brusque, his actions were heroic at the end of the day. I am so grateful for the intervention of the really good four, and I believe Ralaric to be a good man. So she does like her own kind of persuasive role, which may have an effect. Just kind of how each of these will go. Mm-hmm. Each person can have an effect on the overall thoughts. Um, next up is Old Nan. And so Lilet goes back to her seat. Old Nan stands up, goes to the lectern. And she says, uh, or she waits for the, the king to speak. And the king says, oh. Old Nan from Theron, could you please recite what happened there? And she just goes, Ah, yes, just a bunch of assholes. I mean, uh, sorry. Uh, A bunch of rude individuals came in. They were, actually, we found out later, they were shapeshifters. And they took on the appearance of our leaders and started taking over the town, uh, Worshipping again, similar to the last incident, uh, individuals wore red robes and they seemed to be worshipping similar things to what Lilat was talking about previously. Uh, these individuals came in under very strict orders. They weren't allowed to really move freely, so they had to uh, help in the best way that they could, and they snuck around and they were able to help root out the cause of this problem and not entirely interrupt a ritual because what happened was a ritual occurred they 
were a little late, but another dragon came out of the ground, black and green. But they helped stop anything further from happening. I, I, it only pains me to think about what else could have gone wrong and who else could have died. But ever since they left, we have actually seen trade has increased because we've lifted some of the restrictions imposed on the town. So we've seen an increase in commerce. We also found some pieces after they left, uh, referencing the Prince of Deceptions. Not sure what that might mean, but we found some written pieces referencing whoever this individual might be. And I'm now in charge of the town, running things, and my right-hand person, Skull Stanley, uh, is helping enforce things and keep everything going on well. And she finishes up. And the king, give a insight check. You both of you can. Okay. 16, 15. 14. No, sorry, 16. Okay. You both notice that the king is definitely growing in interest, connecting some dots between the two stories together. And uh, Bobby Sr. is definitely getting more angry and perturbed. Next up, they go to... Old Nun. Old Nun. Again, not to just go through all of these all the way through, but she retold your events of Toltone, where you helped with some hags that were uh, stealing children in the town. But then she goes on into talking about how after you left, and she said, they, they did help with that uh, instance with uh, these hag-type creatures kidnapping children, but one thing to be aware of is that after they left, we found the body of Rose Chauncer and her bodyguards. They were found dead and were still investigating. And right after this group of individuals disappeared, or right around the time they disappeared, was when she was found. So we kind of want to talk to these individuals afterwards, uh, if that's a possibility down down the line but this kind of supersedes things right now so that was like a uh, waffling testimony that probably hurt you more than it helped you and next up they call the hero he kind of stands up moves past old nun heads to the lectern kind of grunts a little bit uh and then you hear so mr the hero how do you happen to know Raderick? Ah, yes, well, you see, I was um, looking for the different divine-linked individuals, and I stumbled across these ones. I was actually looking for them for some time, and uh, I found them uh, in a cave of sorts, a rather dangerous place, but uh, I, I stumbled upon them, and I, I aided them in their quest, and uh, yes, that's how I knew of them. I, I traveled with them. We fought with brothers in arms, so to say. Oh, <laughs> yes. And, Mr. the Hero, how long ago did you happen to meet Ralric? Well, I would say it was roughly a week ago, I believe. Would you describe Ralric as a violent person? Well, uh, Ralric is an adventurer, so I believe that he encounters uh, many situations where he must defend himself, and uh, and he, he acts accordingly. So I wouldn't say Relleric is necessarily violent. I, I just say Relleric is a, a seasoned warrior who can defend themselves. 
Have you no relic to go looking for fights, Mr. the Hero? No, not necessarily. Like I said before, we were in a cave of sorts. There were all sorts of baddies in there, and all sorts of uh, the creatures, and Relic was uh, there to help and uh, lend a hand to defeat the the monsters and demons and whatnot that uh, sought our end. Uh, not many people appreciate you when you, uh, you go down into their evil lair, I must say. <laughs> Did Ralric speak of his family at all? It, uh, well, yes, uh, we did have a bit of a chat, uh, heart to heart, and Ralric did speak a bit of their uh, their family, their child. Uh, y- yes, of course they did, and uh, the, the tragic loss from the uh, the dragon that came by and killed everything. And uh, we also spoke of, you know, that they couldn't go back home as there was uh, some sort of a wanted poster before him. Thank you for your time. So then the hero goes back. Give a perception check, Rowler. 18. You notice behind the chair of Bobby Sr., you see a head peek out. And after your conversations with the hero, and after he just gave his testimony and talking about your child, do you realize that this is Bobby Jr. as an in-between. So he has very bone-like structure again, looking mostly like death except for just a toothy smile that you remember, the one feature that he kind of retained from his past. And so you see him peeking out and listening to the story before Bobby Sr. just turns back and kind of swats at him to (laughs) move back away. Alright, um... Next to the stand is Stefan. That's all we would get for our name was Stefan. Is there a Stefan here? And after a few moments, nobody seems to stand up, so he moves on. All right, uh, last witness called by Ralric is Daniel Ward. Daniel Ward just kind of stands up in a nice suit, moves past all the other people. <laughs> well, I never just kind of stepping over people and then eventually makes his way up to the lectern. Uh, yes, Mr. King, it's me, Daniel Ward. Um, basically, I had a, a carriage that was attacked by gnolls, a bunch of gnolls that came. Uh, my mother, of course, is Miss Ward of the prison district in uh, Pesoft, but they attacked the carriage. I thought I was going to die. I thought they were going to eat me. I thought they were going to kill me. And then Ralric and the really good four with a really bad name, they just came <laughs> up and they saved us from those gnolls. And it was, it was incredible. I hate to give people compliments, but they did a great job. Uh, they took me uh, into Pesop. They saved me and they didn't want any money. They just said, I'm kind of on trial here. I need a witness. So here I am. Thanks. Uh, thanks for having me. I'll see you later. And he <laughs> turns and he just walks out of the room. <laughs> Excellent. Really likable guy. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then uh, he finally looks to you, Ralric, and he says, Ralric, it's time for you to step forward. Mm. I stand and step forward. And you can just feel so many eyes watching on you. You just feel it 
from behind you. You just feel all of the attention in the room that's currently at you. People are kind of leaning forward in their seats, half out of interest, half out of maybe wanting to punch you in the face because of what you've been accused of doing. And the wind continues to swirl a little bit. Give a perception check. Nine. You swear you hear something off in the distance, but then you just kind of shrug it off and refocus your attention on the king. He says, Rarick, we've heard a lot of different stories here, and I just first of all would like for you to give a retelling of what happened before and after the dragon Talamite attacked Elfdown. Before, after, and during. Where were you during this time? Well, where exactly was I? I was <laughs> trapped in a carriage, was I not? Memory, quick. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we went to Pessops. We went to the that fine axe, got carted off in the carriage, and then ended up in, um, what's the place called with all the demons? Devadem. Devadem, thank you. Yeah, that one. Yes, so for me, I was captured and in a carriage during uh, what I assume was during this time because the only way that I know that this took place was because a message was sent to me about it from a distance because I was very, very far away from the actual events. And this message came from a creature called Dolpa and Dolpa reached out to me and warned me that the event took place and that there were posters up about me describing me and my bow as the culprit of the crimes, which would have been impossible because I was trapped in a carriage and learning about it from a distance. Well, then how did you lose your bow and then regain your bow? Well, the bow was taken from me by Mr. Bobby Sr. sitting over there. <laughs> and uh, there's a noticeable bit of wrestling um, from people in the crowd. And they're kind of talking and whispering to each other. And Bobby Sr. is leaning forward in his seat and he's quickly whispering things towards uh, the king's direction. Like, for- the king's just silent, silent. From afar, he's whispering? Uh, no. Or like, the king can hear him? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Continue, please. Yes, so Tirvanus was taken from me before all of this happened. Of course, before I was captured. So I did not have it with me while I was, again, trapped in a carriage and learning about these events from afar. And then how did you get it back? And then I got it back. Did I get it back? In Devadem, you wrestled it out of his hands? Yes, yes. So in, in Devadem... But I saw that Bobby Sr. had Tirvanas, and I was able to retrieve it from him in a brief scuffle, and I've had it with me ever since. So the only time it was away from me was while these crimes were being committed. Give a persuasion check. My greatest strength. (laughs) Or performance. They're both the same modifier, so that would be an 11. Okay. You see him kind of... Bobby Sr. next to him and he snaps his fingers and has somebody come over to to him and he uh, he speaks, you know, he knows this room well so you can tell that he speaks at a volume where 
he's letting audience know what he's asking for, and he says, The travel logs for Bobby Sr., please. Continue anything. So you are in Devo apparently, after this. And then what happened? Devodem. We got teleported to the Sharp Mountain Range. Yep. Yeah, so briefly briefly after that scuffle with Bobby Sr., we were teleported through... Uh, I don't even know what to call it. D- Divine Intervention? It was Cord. I think I told you... I think Chess told you guys that. Okay. Yes, yeah, so one of my um, really good four teammates teleported us out of Devodem and into the Sharp Mountain Range. And you just hear someone in the crowd go, Also would have been a really easy just to fly down on the back of a dragon. And then there's a lot of murmuring, and then the king slams his hand down, and everybody immediately silences again. There will be order in my room, or you will be removed. He finally asks, Anything else that you would like to add that I did not ask you? Oh, did I mention that in Devodem... Bobby Sr. back there showed up with a dragon. And there's more murmuring, and he continues to slam his hand on uh, the side of his chair. And he flicks his wrist, and you see a couple of guards go and drag two people that were the loudest, and starts to remove them from the room. Mm-hmm. I will have you removed. And he's at the motions for you to go on. Um, yes, yeah, so Bobby Sr. showed up in Devadem with a large dragon in tow, threatening us with my bow, Tirvanas. Mm, interesting. All right. Anything else you would like to add before we ask you to sit down, Robert? Maybe like the Dolpa tracker? I don't know. Yeah, so I, I was yeah I was starting to talk about Dolpa. Um, that was the creature that was messaging me and warning me of what events took place. And... I had a little tracker that Dolpa gave me that would tell me when Dolpa was in my proximity. I don't remember exactly how close it had to be. A couple miles, something like that. Relatively close, anyways. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if, if you were able to obtain travel logs somehow for Bobby Sr. Perhaps we could find Dolpa tracker logs <laughs> to prove <laughs> where I was, where Dolpa was. Uh, we can look into that. For now, we'll uh, finish with our witnesses. Motions you to take your seat. I'll sit with a light hair flip. In <laughs> Give a performance check. Uh, 17. That was good. <laughs> people are impressed. Nice. People, are, people are like, oh, I just hate them, but I love them. <laughs> uh, okay. Next up, you see someone head up towards the stand and... Neither of you actually recognize who this person is, and she moves up, and the king motions for her to tell her story, and she says, My name is Elaine Edelberry, and I am head of the Merchants' Union of Garshai. (laughs) There is widespread hatred of this man, Rallard Grimes, and his treatment of the shopkeepers in this land. We will not... (laughs) We will not stand. Knew exactly where this was going. And see this man go unpunished. We highly believe that he, an individual who is capable of being rude to people who serve him food and things necessary for survival, we think it's perfectly possible for him to kill thousands of people. (laughs) (laughs) As soon as you said that, I knew exactly where it was going. She goes back. And then... 
we have Nicholas Bumblesnatch comes up and he says, My name is Nicholas Bumblesnatch. And I am here because Marianne Wallace was not the only person who survived down. I did too. And I saw who was on that wagon. Let me tell you about Warwick. He is not the best person. He was mean to me and several other people. You heard of Wayne before me. She told you how she's rude to people. But does that mean that he is capable of taking out an entire town of people? Then he kind of looks back at you, Ralric, and I'll do this roll in the open. With doing the different arguments. Oh, I didn't do. Ralric, can you give one more persuasion check? Mm-hmm. Eight. Okay. So you'll want a 12 or higher on this die roll. I can't read that. Is that a 20? Oh, baby. That's a natural that 20. That is really fuzzy, <laughs> but love it. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Oh, praise be to Corella. The, the uh, p- pivotal testimony. Could Wowick do this crime? Well, let me tell you. And all of a sudden, the doors behind open up. And you hear someone go, Wait! I heard that Steve is here! <laughs> and you see, walking forward, is Tina the chef. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you something. Nobody came to ask me about Steve. I didn't know his name was Wowick, but when I heard his description, when I saw that poster, when I saw that jawline, I knew. There was only one man who could cut eggplant that way and look that way. And that's Wowick Grimes. <laughs> he wasn't Dodem. He was there. And some of the guards come up to her and pick her up like his, she's a little goblin. So they pick her up off the ground. She starts kicking her legs. She's like, wait, I just found him again. Wait, no. <laughs> she starts getting dragged out of the room. And Nicholas looks a little confused. Like his moment just got stolen. <laughs> But he he gathers himself and says, Wabbit Grimes was not on the back of that wagon. And he he takes out his hand and puts one finger forward and his arm is shaking. He's pointing at Bobby Sr. He goes, Bobby Sr., he was the one that did it. He put me up to this. He tried to get me to lie and say it was Wowick. He's an asshole. Wowick is, but he didn't do this. (laughs) And... Immediately as that happens, give a perception check. Um, that's a ten. Uh, Chest, you can do so as well. Okay. Uh, Twelve. Okay. So, Rauric, you don't see this because everything's moving so fast, but Chest, you do. You see, um, th- this is the part that Chess sees that Rauric doesn't. He reaches behind him and grabs uh, what you assume is Bobby Jr. He being, okay, Bobby Sr. does? Yeah, and then you both see him, Dimension Door, out to one of the side exits and let's roll for initiative Bitches. initiative uh, i got it 11 okay i have a lot of things to roll so okay all right does uh does chest have his weapons uh, yeah okay bare knuckle boxing all right so we got a battle map uh okay what were your initiatives 11 7 all right so the first thing you see is the king actually goes first. Um, so this is the king right here. 
He immediately stands up and he says, What is going on? Guards! Grab him! And he motions uh, and commands the guards that are over here. These are guards that were guarding one of the doors. Mm -hmm. He's yelling at them to grab Bobby Sr., who is right here. Okay. So that is his turn. Um, Next up is Unkin. And he runs up to the king and starts yelling at the king that he needs to get out of here and and leave. So he's um, trying to persuade the king to get out of the Get out of here. It looks like this could potentially get dangerous. The next up would be these guards. And instead of turning and going and trying to grab Bobby Sr., they start kind of doing this semicircle around the doorway here like they're guarding it instead. Uh, And then... Well, that ain't no good. So Bobby Sr. is like 60 feet from the king. And he's going to cast... Eldritch blast at him. Shiza. Is Eldritch this, this is not in game. Is Eldritch blast a that's a warlock spell, right? Yeah. Oh boy. Or cantrip, I think. Yeah, it's a cantrip. You see multiple blasts from Bobby Senior. They hit the king, and the king just kind of starts wilting. He doesn't look like he's dead, but he is really, really roughed up right now from those hitting. Well, before this, you also heard kind of that loud noise coming from outside from before. Give a perception check again. Both of you can. Okay. I got a 10. 11. I'll give you advantage, Ralric. Okay. 18. Okay. Ralric, you hear the faint sounds of a dragon roaring. Oh, great. Next up is chest uh okay which one am i okay you are currently not on the screen okay this is the way that you came in from that direction yeah and so all the witnesses and you kind of sat over here okay this is just a placeholder for some people okay king unkin guards where's ralark ralark is right here okay this is bobby senior and then these are basically this is the opening between the these are the walls yeah. of the the tree and that's out, outside okay and what are the, what is the crowd doing right now uh they haven't had a chance to go yet oh okay the crowd okay chest is going to immediately stand up and just like without thinking just start leaping across the rows of seats and like I, i'm taking a dash action okay to get as as Close to to try and get down to Ralric and the king. Okay, give a um, athletics check. Okay, so that's super high. That's like a twenty three. Twenty three. Okay, so you easily leap and bound over the different kind of pews from where you're sitting. What is your total move speed? Uh, thirty normally, so sixty. Okay, I'll I'll say we'll take ten off of that. From the crowd? Yeah, from the crowd and jumping over the... So 50 or 40? Uh, 50. Okay. And so I'll show you basically where you can get to. Okay. You're like back here. (laughs) You can get to like here. So you can get to Ralric. You can get to just before the king. Okay. Right here. Okay. Um, By Unkin. Is it... Does it look to me like anything like anything is moving towards Ralark? Like, does he need my protection? Give a perception check with disadvantage. Okay. 
That's probably that. Four and six, so four. Yeah, you were kind of... Everybody kind of stood up to try to kind of see what happened, and you kind of had to push your way through them, so you, you're you not really sure. Okay. So can you put me in between them? So maybe like right here-ish? Yeah. And I think... That'll make you about... You're like 45 feet from the front people here. Okay. Um... Is, can you remind me? Is is yelling a que- is yelling an action? Uh, if it's quick, no. I would okay. So chest would like as he gets into the area, the court area is going to be yelling like King Shadowstep. You want me to get him? Okay. I don't know if if that would get through or not, but looking at him, he looks kind of messed up. He's not really re- reacting, and there's a lot going on. Okay. If that's the case, then I will. How far is it from the king to Ralric? It's a good distance. It's about 60 feet. 60 feet? Okay. Yeah. And how far am I from the king right now? From the king right now? Yeah. You are about 25-ish feet, but you could be right up to here, about 10 feet away, with your movement. Yeah, okay. That's. I'll, I'll do that. Okay. And then, I don't... Maybe you can... I don't know how... I can't remember how we do picking up items. Is is Ralric's bow in vision anywhere? Uh, yeah, it would be off on the side of his chair. Okay. So about ten feet away. My plan would be to action surge, grab the bow, and throw it at throw it to Ralric. But I don't know if that's doable with a single action. Because you're so close, I'll give it to you with an acrobatics check. Okay. 17 plus 4, 21. Okay, so you go to the side of the king's throne, you grab the bow, and you toss it towards Ralric. Uh, it lands, Ralric, about 10 feet in front of you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and that would be my action surge. I don't think there's really anything else I I can do. I would I would look at, look at Unken and... Like, since the king didn't respond on my first yell during my first action, I guess if it's okay during my second action, look at Unkin and say, like, like, what should I do? And again, again, I don't know if that's quick enough, but... Okay. Yeah, sure, you, you can get that out, but he won't respond yet. Okay. Next up is Ralric. Ralric Grimes. So the, the bow is real close to me, right? Ten feet? Ten feet. Mm-hmm. Gonna... Move over and grab that. Okay. First and foremost. So you've got your bow. Mm-hmm. Okay. It, did Bobby Senior exited the door? Bobby Senior exited the door. You can still see him. He's about sixty-five feet, but you still have a little bit of movement left. Mm-hmm. And the um, the vibe that I'm getting is that the guards are on his side. Yeah, the king told them to stop him, and instead of stopping him, yeah. they formed a semicircle as, like, a protective barrier. Perfect. Shoot his ass up! Okay. Well, first of all, I'm going to grab Tirvanas up off the ground and mm-hmm. cradle it gently just for a moment. <laughs> <laughs> Reunited. Just really, really notice that wood in your hand. Yep. Reunited once again. Talking to the bow now. I've I really need you here, buddy. This this is our greatest test so far. I need you to be one with me. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> to become one. Yeah. In the name of Corellon. 
first things first, I will... You have special arrows too, right? He's got special dragon arrows. I oh, do. dragon arrows. Yeah, not... Yeah. Just gonna use reggae arrows. So I'll, first I'll cast Hail of Thorns. Okay, what's the range on that? Self. Okay. What does that mean? Oh, on yourself? At your location? Yeah, it's a... It's an additional attack if I hit something with a ranged weapon. Oh, okay. It's just—it's basically like a shotgun blast for ranged weapons. Okay, yeah. Um, oh, I never cool. get to use it because we never fight groups yeah. <laughs> that often. Yeah. Um, so casting that, and then I'm taking my—I'm shooting my shot. Shoot it. What level are you casting it at? Um, you can cast it at any level. Whatever your highest, yeah, mm-hmm. you get. Yep. Each time you increase a level, you get 1d10. Yeah, we should do that. I'm so bad at spells. All right, so I can do it at second level. Yeah, so that'll be 2d10. Mm-hmm. Nice. Okay. And then I'm shooting my shot. Let's let's do this. Turvanas. Okay. So you, you would be able to... So if you shot this one up front, you would be able to, with the Hail of Thorns, get all three of those around it, but not this farther guy or uh bobby senior mm-hmm. gotcha yep i'm firing this first shot at that first closest guy do it that is 14 to hit all right that hits excellent all right i need a d8 so initial damage d8 plus four is 11 Okay, and then they need to roll a deck save. Mm-hmm. So each of them will roll a deck save. What's your saving throw? Uh, 14. One makes it, one does not. Second, that's third. Okay, so one saved, the other two did not. Okay. So you can roll an additional 2d10. That's a seven and an eight. Nice. Okay, so... The guy that you initially shot, he or she falls to the ground. So you've incapacitated her. You've taken her out. But And the other three look pretty wounded from that strike. You get a second attack, too. I think you have extra attack. Yeah. I sure do. This one's headed straight for B-Senior. B- Bobby Senior. Okay. Go for it. Oh, fuck yeah. That is a 26. Nice. To hit definitely hits fuck you bobby i need stefan in the room to yell bitch a bunch of times <laughs> it would really help okay so that hits and that's a d8 six plus four is ten so you see uh Ralic loads up one bow or one arrow with the hail of thorns shoots the arrow it hits the target and other arrows fly down around it attacking everyone else and they kind of stagger and the target he shot falls over and as soon as the target falls over you can see directly behind where the target fell is Bobby Senior just looking straight at Ralric and before he can even do or say anything Ralric quickly pulls a second arrow and fires it and hits uh, Bobby Senior right in the shoulder knocking him down like bowling pins you're not getting away this time Bobby Senior alright next up is Antoinette and I Forgot to put a mini on for her. Which one is Antoinette? She was the head of the guard. Oh, okay. And she's coming from the other side of the room. Yeah. And comes up towards to help with the king. Okay. 
Next up is the crowd, and they just start trying to book it out of the room. Well, <laughs> some of them do. Some of them are watching to, to kind of see what happens. They're interested. And now we go back to the top. And as we go back to the top, something seems a little bit different. The wind, that nice breeze, it's still there, but it has cooled a bit. And now it's starting to lift the hairs up on the back of your neck, especially you, Ralric. And you hear, off in the distance, a roaring. And then you hear wings flapping. And coming in, flying down, and right behind Bobby Sr. is the dragon, Talamite. Fuck that dude up. And you see it breathe in slowly and looking directly at... All of you, looking at Ralric, looking at the king, it breathes a bolt of light. And we'll say... Chest, the king, and Unkin all need to make a dexterity saving throw. Okay. This is gonna hurt. <laughs> oh, I did well, though. 18. That still fails. What? <laughs> Turns out... High-level dragons are some some shit. <laughs> uh, I'm going to Stone's Endurance regardless. Probably a good call. <laughs> 14. That was the first 40-10. Good, okay. 24, 32, 35. That was the second 40-10. Did I say 35? 35 for the second, yeah. And then the last 40-10. Oh my god. 44, 53, 62, and 65. <laughs> okay, well, let's see. Stone's Endurance is going to give me 7 off of that. So, 58. Hold on. You see Unkin react as the lightning bolt is coming in and almost kind of like dissipates half of the energy as he's holding up his hand towards Talamite and... He's like pulling some of the energy off. You can kind of see it kind of flying to the sides a little bit, almost like he's blocking it with a knife's edge in a way. So you do take the hit, but it is reduced by 20. Okay, so it was originally 62, reduced by 20 is 42. Yeah. And then I reduced it by, I, I stones endurance, so I reduced that to 35. Okay, how much HP do you have? 67. <laughs> that was okay. really close to one-shotting me. So Unkin uses his reaction to do that. And you can see all along the line where this hit, it now catches the inside of this tree on fire. And there is a bunch of smoke that starts filling. Yo, what the fuck? <laughs> the chamber. <laughs> the I feel like the people listening to the episode can't appreciate that there is actually smoke flying through the <laughs> Tyler's screen right now. <laughs> and I don't think it's a computer effect. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler's just blasting smoke through his room. Okay, I like it. And these two guards fall and die. And give a perception check, Chest. Okay. Uh, 19. You can see that the king is crumpled in his chair. Like dead or unconscious or? Uh, you're not sure. Okay. Okay. Next up is the guard's turn. 
and they start pulling back a bit to kind of physically block off the doorway. And that is their turn. They're just kind of holding position. Yeah. And then it is Bobby Sr.'s turn. Bitch. And you hear him. He climbs up onto the back of the dragon. And you hear him say, uh, with his kind of his action, he goes on a little bit of a monologue. And he says, <laughs> You all sicken me. Fighting for and supporting a world where money means power. And the biggest bullies in the world get away with it simply because no one gives a fuck. I will change the world, you'll see. Those piles of gold will mean nothing when the soulless bodies of the ones you love are clawing at your doors begging for a meal, except you will be the centerpiece. How will you, your gold save you then, Shadowstep? It looks like you may not even be alive. How will people defend this city when each of their towns are being destroyed? See how easy it was for me to cozy up to a spot of the council? Think of what I'll do next. First elf town? I'm plotting out my next destination. And that is his turn. Next up is Unkin. And he is running up to the king. And he takes out a diamond. And he places it on the chest of the king. Who's kind of slumped in his chair back he kind of slid down a little bit after he got struck with that uh, lightning charge and his armor's charred a little bit you can see it's a little bit of smoke coming off of it and he puts it towards the center of his chest and he attempts to what you might not know chest but Ralric might know he's trying to resurrect him and I'm gonna say he needs a 15 and I'm rolling this in the open Okay. and he does not get it so he shoves the diamond into the center of the chest. It, the diamond disappears, but the king is still unmoving. Okay. Next up is chest. Resurrection's a one time. Not, not to throw a wet blanket. It's like a one hour spell. Yeah. Unkin can do it in a, six seconds? What a baller. Revivify is in battle. Oh, okay. I see. Chest is looking down at the body of the... I think I would recognize that. I mean, you can disagree, but I... Yeah. Because um, that would be really... You could see that he was doing something. Well, it was really fresh in my head because that's what Funky did for Tarka. Oh, yeah. So I feel like he would recognize that. Um, yeah, he'd remember that. And so I just would be like, okay, that's not good. That means the king is probably in a very dead-like state. <laughs> and so... He looks. He looks to Unkin and um, I don't remember what the guard's name is. Antoinette. Antoinette, and says, uh, just says like, protect him. Like, do what you can for the king, and I'm going after that fucking dick. And he yells over to Ralric. He's like, Ralric, you dropped that flying piece of garbage, please. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> And so Chest is going to get as far as he can. I don't know how far I am from them. You would have to take a circuit, circuitous, circuitous, circuitous route. Okay. So you'd have to go like because of the fire. Yep. You have to go twenty-five that way. It's about forty-five away. Forty-five. After that, so seventy total. Oh, I see. Sixty-five, seventy. 
Okay, well, um, I'll uh, head over to the right, I guess, um, which seems like I have a better vantage point. Okay. Thir- 30 feet. 5, so 10, just... 15, 20, 25, 30. Okay. And so there's two two guards still? Uh, Yes, by the door. Okay. I And how far am I from them? I would say if you want, you can give an athletics check to get in to attacking range of one of them. Okay. That is a f- 4 plus 8 is 12. Alright. I think you'd still be okay. So, you see the king kind of fall. You see the lightning come through and burn th- the ground and almost start to, s- or not almost, but it does start to set the insides a bit ablaze and you're kind of in a way reminded of the night before and what happened when you headbutted the wall. And... You are able to, because it's not perfectly flat in here, you move around, you dodge around the fire, and there are a bunch of little places of fire around as well that you swim between. And then you are able to jump up over uh, the fallen bo- bodies real quickly, and you get to one of the two guards. Okay. I'm, in, I'm within five feet? Yes. Okay. Uh, and how far am I from the dragon? That would be 15. 15. For my first attack, I'm going to <laughs> attempt throwing a hand axe, actually. Okay. At, at the, I'm gonna throw it at Bobby if I can, if, if I'm within twenty from him. Okay, uh, you'll have it at disadvantage. Why is that? It's he's kind of on the back of the dragon. Oh, he's hard to you see. You don't have a clear, yeah. Okay, all right, I'll throw it at the dragon then. Okay, um, which is probably a bad idea, but oh well. And so first attack is a twenty-one. Yeah, that hits. Oh, nice. Okay, and that is a d six plus. Four. Five, so three, eight, eight slashing damage. Okay. And then for my second attack, again, I don't remember how we did weapons, but I want to use a different weapon to attack the guy right in front of me. Yeah, sure. For this, it'll be okay. Okay. Let's say it's like bonus action to pull out a new thing. A bonus action? Okay. Yeah. Uh, Okay, I'm going to actually pull out the great axe, which I haven't used yet. Okay. And just kind of look at it in my hands and say, like, I hope this thing does something useful and swing it at, uh, and I'll, I'll say the word that I remember um, Sima saying, which was Gorthog. And so Chest yells, says, yells Gorthog it. and swings the axe. Okay. And the axe lights up as you he, do so. He almost drops it out of, like, fear when he does that. <laughs> um... So that's a 26 to hit this poor guy in front of me. Okay. Yeah, you definitely hit him. Okay, so that's a d12. It's 2 plus 5 is uh, 7 slashing, and then I think I get 2d6 fire damage. What I have written down is 2d6 fire if magic word's spoken. Yeah. So oh, 4 plus 5, 9. Okay, so in total that was... 14? 7 plus, no, seven plus 9, seven, 16. 16. Alright. This one had not been attacked yet, so... Actually, no, it had. So that one's down. Okay. I've already used a bonus action. Oh, I guess... I, yeah, no, I, I, there's no reason to use a combat... Oh, I was wrong. You're actually 10 feet away from the dragon if you wanted to change anything. It wouldn't have mattered, because it was... Oh, I guess I could have attacked it with the glaive... Up to you. 
I actually it would be hard with a person right in front of you to attack it with. Yeah, the... that's 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 fine. We'll stick with what we did. Um, so I, I I hit the dragon for some damage. I hit this guy. Uh, there's no. I don't think there's any point in doing a combat superiority here. So I will. I'm done. All right. It is going to now use a legendary action. The dragon is, and it will do a wing attack. So the dragon starts beating its wings really, really quickly. Chest, I'm going to need you to do a D a dexterity saving throw. Okay. Just like no chance. Okay, six. <laughs> You take. Uh, you take ten bludgeoning damage, right. and you're knocked prone. Okay. And the dragon flies up forty feet. I don't have a yeah. stand Verti- vertically, but the dragon is now forty feet in the air. Yeah. Was it his turn? Probably vertically and outwards. It's not. It, no, that was a legendary. Oh, action. it's part of his action. I see. Okay. Yeah. Next up is Rauric. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in response to. Bobby Sr.'s monologue first off I'm just gonna shout at him dude I literally all I did was use your name for my son's name it's a very common (laughs) name (laughs) this is an insane overreaction (laughs) you see that right you do remember that Bobby Sr.'s middle name was Karen ah yeah yeah. that actually makes sense now hey you up there Stop being such a Karen. All right, so the the dragon has currently flown above the top of the door, but you still have movement where you might be able to see. Gotcha. So I can I not see them currently? Not right now. No, I don't have. I just don't have a stand for the figure. Gotcha. So which do I need to move up towards chest? Yeah. To be able to see. All right, I'll move my thirty-five ish up there. Thirty. Give an acrobatics check. Acrobatics. Not great. Hold on, that's my modifier on that one. That's a nine. Yeah, so you stumble a bit. We'll say that you'll need to use, like, a, you burn a bonus action to regain balance. Hmm. Okay. But you still have an, an action, and you can see the dragon in sight above you. 40 feet, you said? Yep. Gotcha. All right, I'm reaching to my quiver and grab these blue arrows. I don't recall how many I had. Four, six. Yeah, fours. Just put them in all at once. Yeah. (laughs) Shotgun blast. Pull out my blue dragon arrows and load it up. I said, all right, Tirvanas, this is our chance to take down Talamite. For real. You got these special arrows. You're going to love them. It's going to feel so good. Load me up, baby. (laughs) Shoot. It's going to feel so good shooting this thing. I'm ready to shoot my load. Let's go. Let's load them. 19 to hit. Okay, that barely hits. Is that so? What's the deal with those arrows? It, Do they add to the hit or just the damage? It adds to the damage, I believe. Okay, but your bow adds like four to hit for dragons. It does. Nice. Okay. Six d ten damage against a blue dragon. Holy shit! All right, that's pretty good. <laughs> pretty good. Pretty good. Okay, so that hit initial damage would be eleven. Okay. 60, 10. I only got two. There's 11, 5, and 8. 24. Yeah, math. Okay. You, so you shoot this. 24 on top, on top of the 11? 
That's what it says. Yeah. Uh, no, no, that's why I was yeah. just wondering. So you shoot the arrow, you see it pierce the dragon's hide, and it kind of stumbles a little bit as it does, as kind of electricity flows out from the origin of the bolt. Bolt almost looks like a defensive response in a way, but it's still flying in the air, looking fine. Bitch. All right, good hit, Tervanus, good hit. That's only round one. How'd that arrow feel for you, by the way? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Felt good. You want, that was do tough. you want to do that again? I mean, I would say no. All right, we're going to do that again. Round two. Here we go. Come on. 13. Ouch. That misses. Oh, sure does. Come on, man. Give a perception check. Mm-hmm. That's 16. You do see where the bolt landed. Oh, nice. All right. So next up is Antoinette. And she is going to... She takes out a spear and launches it at the last guard. She hits. And you see the spear. It goes uh, right next to you, Ralric. It's almost a little uncomfortable how close you are to this after aiming up and out at the dragon. Immediately after your next arrow flies and you see where it falls just your eye contact gets broken with the where the arrow is sticking out of the ground by a spear coming and going through the throat of the guard standing right next to you and that guard crumples to the ground nice next up is the crowd and now they've started running the the ones who are just kind of sticking around to see what was going on that changed their mind once the dragon came and then we'll move up to the top and the dragon and Bobby Sr. fly 160 feet away. <laughs> I throw an axe <laughs> 160 <laughs> and it, feet. And unless there's something that you can do about it, we'll drop initiative. Uh, I, I, as I yell, can I yell? <laughs> You're a dick! Overreactor. I'm shrugging. <laughs> All right, so we are out of combat. The king is crumpled in his chair Unkin is next to him and he's calling in and you look and you can see he's calling in what looks to be healers of some kind and he goes up to you uh, as as they're kind of taking care of Unkin he moves his hand towards so he's walking towards you he moves his hand towards the fire and immediately extinguishes then he walks up to both of you as kind of chest stands and gets back to his, his footing and stands back up mm-hmm. and he says Trying to remember his voice. He was like a Russian yes. voice. Yes. Good fun. Yeah. Like tra- Transylvania, maybe? Ralric, Chest, thank you for your help with defending this place here, but he he's going to go out and he's going to take out the next town. He's not finished. You need to... We need you to help. Um, ch- Chest, like, is kind of like... When, when he gets up... He's looking over at the king and he sees that he's, you know, there are people around him and he hears Unkin say this and he's like, he's like, is the king okay? That remains to be seen. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. He, he didn't take to my initial attempt to revive him, but our healers may have a better chance. That is still not known yet. He's hanging on by a thread. Would be quite easy for him to let go chest chest is kind of looking at him and he looks at he looks at Unk and he's like listen man i i want to 
Like, I want to stop this guy as much as anyone, but I'll be honest, I can't keep up with the dragon. I'm real fast, but how, how do we know where he's going, even? I can reach out to some of my networks. I would actually, if I were you, I would go head towards the east. There is an individual there. His name is Edwin Golamon. He is uh, an elfin individual specializing in dragons. And ever since the last attack that Talamite made, he's kind of holed up in his home to the east. A few days travel. The chest is looking at Ralric and is like, Well, what do you think, Ralric? Oh, I'm all in now. We gotta take this thing down. He, he looks at uh, Ankh and he's like, we'll, we'll do whatever we can. I I mean, if there's anything you know about, like, what do we don't have many dragons up in sharp range. And I don't know what that thing hurts like hell. How do I how do I take it down? There's no simple trick to taking down dragons. If anyone knows, it's Edwin. Just kind of nods. He's like, all right. Do we have to, like, wait on a jury to deliberate or anything like that? No, no, no. <laughs> this has been taken care of. <laughs> he, he's like, oh, hey, Ralik, you're free. Good job. <laughs> All right. And he, he, looks at, he looks at Unk and he's like, which testimony was the one that tipped it in our favor? I would think the, the first time the scales started to turn was when the little goblin lady came in. <laughs> yes. Chest is like, looks at Ralik, he's like, Oh man, I, I knew that chopping would pay off. Oh, my time with Tina pays dividends. <laughs> Just uh, looks at Unkin. He's like, "Thank you, Unkin. We'll uh, hopefully we'll see you soon." And I get well. I don't know where Pesopt or otherwise, but so can I tell the people here that you're heading off to the east? I'm ready to go. What does he mean by the people here? Uh, the like crowd. the people in charge. Oh, oh. can I? Just do an insight check. Is he, like, trying to get rid of us or something? Go ahead. Give an insight check. Eight. This guy's hard to read. read. He's a high-level wizard. Yeah, okay. Chess just looks at me. He's like, uh, yeah, I guess uh, Edwin? Okay. Um, do we just we just go east and yell Edwin and he'll, he'll show up? <laughs> uh, I can give you a map there, but also give just a very low DC intelligence check. Uh, 16. Okay. Chess, you remember, you're supposed to be back tomorrow in Pesops to help with the flute. Oh, okay. Okay, so when, when he says, like, I can tell people you're heading to Edwin, he says, he says, yeah, and then he's like, oh, wait a second. Uncle, I'm supposed to be, I'm supposed to be helping Pip and Pesop get the flute. I, I don't really know. He looks at Ralric, he's like, Ralric, what are... We're supposed to be helping Pip. Yeah, we are. That is a conundrum. Um, I feel like this Bobby and this dragon are a greater threat to the entire country at the moment, so I'm probably going to head east. Just, just looks at him. He's like, yeah, I mean, I agree, but how, how are we going to take down Dragon by ourselves? Mm-hmm. I, mean, I, I mean, I guess Edwin can maybe help, but I think... It'd be great if we had Pip with us. Could we drop down to Pesop? Yes, I, I... Sorry to butt in, but I feel like you'll need more yeah. firepower. If I if I were not there, no offense to you, 
chests, but you may have fallen. He he looks at him. He's like, "Hey, man, no, none taken. That thing was wild. Like, I, I ain't never been hit by like that before." Yeah, that was a big hit. And just just looks back. He's like, "Uncle, I want to go. I want to go after that thing right now. But we gotta go get. We gotta go help our friends because I don't think we can take him without him." He says, "All right. Um, I understand and can see the longer term picture." and the importance of gathering the flute. For the people here, though, it is a shorter-term problem. So, while you obviously are free to do whatever you choose, Ralric, when the king stood, you did as well, indicating you're a part of this community. So I'll work to convince them, but they may, may be a bit grumpy upon your return. I think, though, if you can help out in any way, eventually, that'll that'll solve everything. Chess mm-hmm. looks at Ralric and he's like, Ralric, I won't. These are your people. I won't stop you. Like, but I, I gotta help. Don't. I mean, if you want to talk to Edwin, okay. But I don't know about going after that, that dragon on your own. Mm. I do want to help my people, but just you and Thadrain and Pip have been my people also. So, Unkin, please tell the good king that I'm only leaving for as little time as I can and it's only to retrieve more firepower to come back and defeat this enemy we have so I'm going to travel back to Pesops and help the rest of our group and return with them alright I can um, there's obviously a lot that needs to be done here right now but we can find you proper quarters and have you teleported out back to Pesops in the morning that would be great tell the good people that I will be back, and I will be pissed. Uh, we will, we will do that. Thank you again. And after this is all blown over, Feynman pests up. Feel free to come and see me. <laughs> Let's grab a beer when this all blows over. Duncan <laughs> yeah. and Sh- and Shadow Step sound familiar. <laughs> sound similar. <laughs> I wonder why. Because <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> and he uh, he kind of goes off to tending to the king and helping people out there and okay unless is there anything that you want to do before heading potentially heading back to rooms that you provided do you Ralric, do you have all your stuff back um yeah the um, king took the king took yeah you still had all your weapons with you you just didn't have um yeah just not so no i'm i don't need anything else okay i mean chest yeah, no, I can't think of anything that we need to do. I mean, is uh, is what's his name still in here? Uh, Nicholas Bumblesnatch. Give a perception check. You both can. Fourteen. Eleven. Chest, you can see. You can. You both can see him. Chest, you can also see is a little soiled. <laughs> he's just kind of. He's standing alone where the witnesses were. Yeah. Everyone else left, and he's just kind of probably got pulled back into uh, shock. Okay. Just just looks down to Ralark and points over to Nicholas and if there's any of the other witnesses there, them as well, and says, Ralark, I know you're not the best at, you know, making people like you, but this might be a good time to go say thanks. Yeah, oh, absolutely. I'll uh, saunter on over to Mr. Snatch. Okay, you can see him in his... As you look at him, his gaze is just completely blank. He's just looking off in the distance, not reacting to anything. Mm. 
going by, anything coming close, he doesn't blink. He's just kind of frozen. I'll uh, we'll give him a little tap. Hey, Nick, Nicholas, Nicholas, are you okay? Oh. He kind of is coming back into consciousness, and he all of a sudden kind of gets a little bit embarrassed, and he kind of sits down and crosses his legs. <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 I'm, I'm okay. Okay, good. I'm glad you didn't get hurt and all that. That was a pretty, um... Really? Pretty stressful situation. No, I'm glad you didn't get hurt because you... You did the right thing, and I'm truly grateful. I think you, your testimony is what really turned the tables on this whole thing towards the truth. I, I know it wasn't easy to tell the truth, um, but I'm very grateful that you did. Yeah, that kind of goblin, though, she kind of stole my thunder. Well, you know, <laughs> she paved the way, but you really you really brought it home. Do you think, think people are going to remember this? I think they will. They'll tell stories of your heroic actions in the courtroom that's pretty cool and i will tell those stories and i'll be forever in your debt Uh, i don't really know what to do now i don't know i think we should all get some rest and then if you want to head east when i get back and fight this thing until it's over i'm happy to have you by my side i almost fought i almost i almost went and fought the dragon i swear i almost did it that's good almost killed his ass that's good. Now, if you want to return with us and try again, we're happy to have you, but no requirement. Yeah, you can. Um, you can find me back where my parents used to live. They passed away, but I, I still live in the same house. So you can. Uh, I'll be there. Okay. I'll I'll come say hi and check in. But again, thank you. You did the right thing. Hey, is this your buddy here? What? Uh, so you're pointing chest. at chest. Yeah. Yeah, that's my buddy. Uh, can you do two things for me, Chest? Chest kind of looks down. He wasn't expecting to be talked to. And he's like, oh, uh, uh, hey, uh, Nicholas, right? I guess we didn't meet. Uh, it's ni- nice to meet you. My name's Chest, which I guess you already know. Uh, what? Yes, two things. What can I do for you? Uh, first, can you, uh, make sure... That this asshole doesn't talk to any shopkeeps in the future. Like that just that should just be a rule of your party. Yeah, I think I think that's a good idea. Um we've kinda discussed you know, we've been kinda dissuading him. Chess wouldn't know that word. We've been kinda, <laughs> kinda keeping him from doing that, you know, too much. So yeah, good idea. Uh, the second thing is make sure this guy doesn't die before he takes out that dragon and Bobby Senior. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We are going to... Him and me are going to kill that thing real good. Like, Bobby Sr. is just... I. There's no one that's a dick quite as much as him. Like, he's kind of the the most dick. And he... Yeah, don't worry. We'll get him. He put me in a ball pit dimension. I didn't like that. That sounds kind of fun, though. I mean, I guess... It, yeah, I guess it could have been worse. But, you know, I, at the time, I was not wanting to be in a ball pit dimension... So, you know. That makes sense. Alright, I'm, uh, I think I'm gonna go back to my room. Yeah, you go, you go stay safe, alright? Yeah, thanks for, uh, thanks for shooting at that thing. Oh yeah, of course. (laughs) Catch you guys later. And he starts walking off. See you soon. But standing slowly, kind of turning his body away. (laughs) (laughs) Backing away. Yeah. (laughs) I forgot my keys. (laughs) Anything else that you want to do here in the throne room? 
Uh, not for me. Chesta, I think you need to rest. You look pretty hurt. <laughs> yeah, just chest has a lot of, like, burns and blood coming out in various places. There's a lot of, like, open areas that are just really raw, like, really bad burns. And he's just kind of re- looks down. He's like, oh, shoot. Yeah, uh, yeah, that thing hurt uh, real bad. Um, maybe I'll have a quick lie down for a little bit. It's a good call. Just as, I guess, going to walk with uh, Ralric okay. to somewhere to lay down. And you see over in the corner of the room, Antoinette is there and she's talking to a guard and then she points to you and the guard runs up to you and he comes and he helps escort you to your rooms where you can go ahead and rest it off. These are new rooms, much better. You have a bed, pillow, the best amenities that you've had probably period nice all right just in terms of everything's clean nice anything that you want is out there in front of you i'm not sure chest would even notice much at first he'd just kind of find the bed and kind of collapse into it all right so chest goes off to sleep mm-hmm. i'm just gonna sit on my bed for a moment and stroke tirvanas a few more times and just say glad to have you back bud um this isn't over. Not by a long shot. It will get him. But brief pause for now. We gotta go help our friends first. And we'll be back. And you'll eventually drift off to sleep. You don't get visited in your sleep, but you do have a moment where you feel like almost like a hand. A hand of warmth touches your shoulder and just gives it a nice squeeze and grip before releasing. And you'll eventually wake up in the morning ready to head off towards Pesopt. And in the meantime, while you're waiting for that next episode, you can level up. Hey! Hooray! It's been a while since that happened. Yeah. I don't even know if the audience knows. I, we're level 7, and now we're leveling up to level 8. Woo! And, yeah, and level 9 will probably be pretty coming up pretty quickly here, just because this one took longer than it should have, but it's kind of based on events yeah Mm -hmm. cool sweet and that's where we'll end hello everyone dm thoughts with tyler here definitely a fun episode i feel like a lot went down um i was intentional about trying to pace the trial because i i felt like it could kind of get boring if it was just me talking through different stories from different characters so i shortened some of them and then based on their testimonies and a role behind the screen, I decided that would all either help or hurt Ralric, including Ralric's testimony. Uh, and then finally, based off of all these different factors, based off of Ralric not doing so great for his initial conversation with Nicholas Bumblesnatch, I gave them the DC out in the open, rolled the dice, hit that natural 20, uh, and then just kind of in my mind decided natural 20 meant Tina was going to show up. So that's what happened. Uh, and then the rest of the episode was just kind of a fun battle to throw out there and just show the power of the dragon and what they might be up against in the future. And it was kind of cool seeing that conflict of Ralric really wanting to head on immediately and go deal with the dragon. Um, before finally getting pulled back to helping out and heading back to Pessopt. And so next episode's going to be Pip and Funky finishing up their deal 
over in dreamland and we'll and we'll see you for that next episode of the no mercy podcast <laughs>